0: And fight fans, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Knuckle Up, featuring myself, Mike Orr, and my man Cedric Ben, doing what we do best—prospects from around the world for you to see. And today we have David, the Great White Light, in the studio today from Peach Boxing. As we continue with this week's interviews, David, thank you very much for joining us today, man. Uh, I can't wait to chop it up and uh, find out all about you and uh, the beginning of your career.
1: Yeah, man, I actually like the um name you gave me last time, the great white, white hype light. That was pretty cool. Yes. Taking <laughs> that one on. Great white hype light. I didn't think of that. Man, that's cool. That's good. That's good. Oh, okay. We've, 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 we've changed name now, guys.
0: Right here. It's been done. The great white hype light. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh yeah, definitely. Uh it's been a great <laughs> week uh talking to the rest of your stable mates. Uh, I'm excited to have you in here. Uh, definitely been following you for a little while, and uh, you know what? I think you got some, uh, you know, great, great skills in the ring. You got some heavy hands, and uh, definitely, I love watching you rip guys to the body, man. Wow,
1: wow. Ah, uh, thanks, man. Yeah, do <laughs> that more. You know, the coach is, uh, he's pushing me every day. He's like, just throw that rip. I uh, you know, don't, don't know if you're gonna get the right timing. It's a hard punch to land properly and you know oh
0: yeah it's a doozy though I love it um honestly uh what age did you start boxing how'd you get into it uh let's see I want to hear all about
1: it uh yeah I guess my story is sort of story um you know I'm not sorry that's uh you know I come from pretty middle upper middle kind of class um okay my brother sort of started boxing um, when he was in fights and I remember just watching him on TV filmed one of his fights and I didn't even know that someone could do that like that you could have a fight like to me it was always an American thing like they're the ones who can fight not a Kiwi and I just thought it was amazing that like two people fight in front of a whole bunch of people that like this scariest thing in the world so just really um, <laughs> and um, I started off playing tennis my dad came into some money pretty early on he um touted a business and he and he was I was homeschooled and he was paying like a grand a week for me for like 10 and, and uh, so yeah it's not the, the poor kid coming off the street walking into a gym finding some meaning and purpose in life type story it's a uh, i was a rich kid getting at me from my uh, tennis lessons you know a pretty upper class sport and um, i hated it and i was miserable and i got worse and my coach didn't care that I was, he was making a grand week off me
0: <laughs> so,
1: but uh, yeah i got i'm the youngest of eight kids um oh my god whoa Youngest of eight, yeah, Yeah. and all my all all my brothers and sisters, you know, they're all pretty talented. They're um, ran track and they were amazing. Um, they were you know like national level track runners. Um, my brother, my one of my other brothers, just just like an amazing soccer player. Two of my other brothers, players and um and tennis players actually. They all played tennis. They're all just thought you know naturally i'll be good at it and i'll be good at sport and i just suck it and again it made me horribly miserable (laughs) um and and like something was wrong with me like i was a black sheep of the family or something but once i took sure that that didn't happen no matter what that i didn't fail that's basically how sorry what was that
2: what age did you actually start boxing
1: uh i was um i was like kind of in and out of the gym stuff but i I, took, I i went fully out, out to play tennis and then i came back and started training um i had my first fight at 15 and then uh again you're off trying to still Trying to beat that dead horse in tennis until um, 16, and then I, I just stuck to it after that. Right.
0: What, uh, how, how long of an amateur career did you have? How many fights? Um, any accolades?
1: Yeah, from um, oh man, I was so I started pretty much at 16, I finished at 22, so it was about six years. I had about 70. um, Yeah, and you know, I, I, 2011, when I was 21, I think I that's when I was really coming into it, coming, becoming good. My first nationals, I think. And then um, through, I kept winning the nationals. And then um 2014, I went to Commonwealth Games. Man, I didn't even. Train properly back then. Like tra- training with Isaac now, I know what real training is. But coach a different. Life. Like what we weren't even training properly, man. I wasn't fit, and <laughs> I went to the Commonwealth. I got the silver, and I lost in the final. Like if fitness probably finally took me out. I remember two weeks games. We had a coach come over. He was part of the GB team, um a British coach for okay. years, and Mike. Mark- he came over and he did a training with Puffed Out immediately. And he was like, Dude, <laughs> <laughs> these guys, you got two weeks. He was like, He was feeling real sorry for me. He's like, You got a bit of talent, but man, but first opponent of the co op games. And then I think that made the whole division a bit of like, Who the hell is this guy? Bad. Like, it was pretty <laughs> yuck. And then, um, but by the time I got to the fight like canadian um al samir or something and, or samir Al samir
2: samir, samir el maiz i was actually just watching that fight right before we came on here at the commonwealth games 2014 commonwealth games yeah yeah he's a good he fighter the, he's slipped uh, but
1: yeah he, yeah yeah by the time i got together i'd run out of steam so um, i think it, it was, was close
2: to- that <laughs> was real close yeah it wasn't yeah, was split a t- it was a split yeah.
1: yeah he beat me like he, he he, he was class. So,
2: yeah, <laughs> Yeah, very good fighter. He's actually he's actually coach of the Canadian Canadian uh, team right now. Yeah, because
1: yeah, he yeah. was old back then. I think. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, like, <laughs> I didn't. I thought hey, this guy's not gonna go. Pro, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had skill for an older guy, but you still you still pulled yeah, through. Man, yeah. Um
1: I got, some, I got some.
2: Yeah, yeah. What did you feel was your um? your most proudest accomplishment as a, as an amateur? That has to be one of them, getting a silver medal at the Commonwealth Games as a big accomplishment there. What else would you say that was your biggest yeah, moment? It, it, you have-
1: well, you know, the Commonwealth Games, only, like, Britain, Australia, New Zealand, and then Malaysia, all these kind of...
2: It's the best in those countries, right? still the best in those
1: countries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, don't want to knock it. It was good, but, like when you fight in those other tournaments and like I knocked out a Russian, you know, fighting Chinese, you know, fighting in these big countries that, you know, put some and stuff.
2: What, what did you, um, what gave you the confidence to, to, to make that transition to the pro
1: level? I never, never like I used to knock the pros hard out, like from New Zealand. <laughs> the only pros you kind of, I used to give interviews where i just say, ah, oh, you, know, you know, pros, amateur boxing is really the real boxing and up on life <laughs> <years."> <laughs> I said, on international TV, I said, you fight bums and you protect your record and yeah, all this crap, they're just bunch of fake. And uh, uh, now I am a pro. People like to bring that up a lot with me. But yeah. anyway, there's an L- Elementary, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that is <laughs> gonna
0: be the funniest thing that I've heard in an interview so far. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's that was great.
2: Oh man! Uh, wait, real quick, Mike.
1: Real quick. <laughs> or did you start at Isaac Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I I used to train with Isaac as when I was first amateur. So right. we, he was like, we were both boxing he, he he wasn't thinking of coaching at all so we were training together and and he used to hate me because he was a middleweight a heavyweight but i was a young guy that kind of came in under his wing and then right. the first still in new zealand he won actually against someone who's pretty good and internationally recognized and um and i just played at the nationals that yeah and then two weeks later you know we're in the gym he's sh- we had all these kids who came into the gym to like check it out and it was like an after school program thing so a bunch of kids were standing around the ring and because we used to spiral all the time back then and um, the coach introduced him as the middleweight champ of New Zealand and me as the runner up and all that stuff <laughs> 30 seconds I threw a jab he slipped inside it and I threw my right uppercut and he didn't see it he slid in the chin he got knocked the hell out like yeah down bloodshot eyes that oh oh time i just like caught him so good and knocked about <laughs> <laughs> like two weeks after being the middleweight champion but like so but, but man we gotta we were mates well before you would it's my pet but we um i do what he says i don't get any leeway there. No, no, he's
0: he's intense, man. I did what he said, and that's why we're doing this whole week. Yeah. I see you for watching him. Sorry, go <laughs> find Canada to beat me up, please. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, God. I'll be watching right now. Sorry, I'll be in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Real David. quick. Bye.
2: soon. <laughs> uh-huh. About the that transition um, from the amateurs to the pros again, what did you feel was the biggest difference? Because obviously you fight some. Because you know some people, some people think that the amateurs don't level when it comes to the pros. But I tell people it does matter because fighting the the highest level at the amateur level just helps you prepare for when you when you turn pro. For when your record is zero zero, and it actually counts, right? Just for that experience alone. What What do you think was the biggest adjustment yeah. that you had to make? from the amateurs to the pros especially because i know um um the coach he doesn't really mess with the amateurs so how did how did that come about too actually i, <laughs> well, you I guess you kind of told he's, the story how he's, you guys he's not, he's
0: not about amateurs at all man he was just like no 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 fuck it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, i mean like you know the amateurs is that to me like political than the pros have ever been like the amateurs are yeah. they're all about the medals and the gold medals and Like every single country, it seems like the the refs and the judges are now more compromised than the ones that used to have the bad name um, for years. You know, Uh, but but it seems to be more amateurs now. Focus on them; they're more televised and they're more, you know. So, so if they're corrupt, it's exposed. Whereas the amateurs, you know, on um especially on like national levels, you just got people who just love control of their little, little thing. And they've taken over the the sport and so many Americans too, and Canada and everywhere. And and, um, and it's just, it's actually got more freedom, and you're getting fairer fights in the pros now. But but as far as adjustments go go from amateur to pro, I mean, you know, you you got three minutes, and you got to win two of those rounds in the amateurs, and um, you just got to. You just got to be throwing. And like I said, I wasn't even fit. And I got a silver medal at the Commonwealth game. I was able to bring a certain level of intensity, I guess, to the first round and then run away in the third. But <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the pros, they're not going to get away with it. And some people have these, like, you know, some people can do that intense thing for all they need. You only need a in two rounds, so it's a two round fight, really. Yeah. and and um, so up, so many more levels of like adjusting, waiting. You can give up the first three rounds because you know you're gonna take it back. And um, the fitness level, and, and even like you use your fitness, how you let yourself drain out is just like that's what I found the biggest how you use your fitness, how you use your pressure, and to like. Drain the other person over. It just isn't a yes. thing in amateur, which I I think is more pros is a more than the amateurs, is for that reason.
0: Well, what do you think is the biggest um, obstacle that you faced uh, to date, like in the
1: amateurs and in the pros? Biggest obstacle. Uh, um. Well, I mean, you know, all about winning so it's um yeah. but you know in the amateurs i got kind of like because we had um, i don't know if you know david nika but he's mm-hmm. like a good you know he's coming up the ranks and that kind of stuff but yeah. getting a medal at the commonwealth game set me up for like like the country getting behind me to like kind of push me for the olympics because like right. two years you know two years out from the Olympics is. Is when you're, you're not on the road to like, like right. you know, there's so, so much that goes into an event like that. They knew that he was moving up a weight to come into heavy weights, So they were going to oh. wait to it up to see who they're going to back. And I just thought, well, that's a mistake for both of us. It's like but they kind of just and I kind of think they should have kept him at his weight. Um, jumping up a weight for, for, like, his, his to go to the Olympics was that yeah.
2: kind of and
1: turned out to be true. And it yeah, hurt part. me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that hurt me a lot because it was like a rich man sport, man. Like, right. we used to spend tens of thousands of dollars around the world. And, you know, I, I thought if I got a medal at the games, then I'll, I'll get, get the funding from the, up in the backing to like try and make it at the Olympics. Correct. Right. But, um, You know, then that kind of stuff, like you can't just like go up a weight class, like expect to do well. You know, he did really well in the last Olympics and I knew he was always going to do well because he's a talented guy, but that kind of stuff, you know, there's just so much more that goes into it. So that hurt me, you know, because it was years that I'd given to it my parents' money again, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> They're just waiting
0: for you to make the million so you can pay them all back, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But... <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> uh, I know. I know you just fought. Um, Any plans on getting in the ring again before the end of the year? Because I know you had that two years off. Uh, COVID
1: and all that kind of yeah. Well, I did my Achilles as well. Yeah. Through the whole COVID. Wow. Thing. Um, so really? Yeah. I. Um, so, it kind. Of- it worked out with me the pandemic can rupture my achilles now i can use you know and uh, people aren't going to think i'm ducking them and like just blaming into the pandemic you know which is, <laughs> is everyone can use. so um but i'm so, fighting heavyweight weights down this side of the world really want to fight yeah I think I'm too much of a risk for them at this moment uh, so i'm fighting i'm um, heavyweight on october 8th and uh the guy, those guys, he probably doesn't so much come to win, but he happens to survive, and he survives well. So just knock him out. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we got, got we our, got our
2: we got our, our, we got our Sunday funny. show knock knockout of the week. So we got our oh. Sunday show knockout of the week. So hopefully your opponent will be on there. Yeah, standing uh, hope, oh, over
0: Hopefully, him. hopefully the title reads David Light victimizes. Mine, so this, this, and then, we, then we have you back on the show, present you with the award, and then, yeah, it's all great. Thank yeah.
2: you. So, um, this, this fight, um, this fight from May 24th against, uh, Trent uh, Broadhurst, was this your first fight since your Achilles, since you tore your Achilles?
1: Uh, oh, actually, no, I fought on May 7th. Oh, guys, I fought a Floridian, um, I oh, know. Well, you know, I mean, a guy up that side. So. <laughs>
2: uh, okay,
1: okay. I was about to say you look
2: good in this fight here. Like it didn't, doesn't look like it's here You like, like that Achilles was giving you any problems. It says well the yeah, highlights from Trent Waters.
1: He was like um he's a Cuban descent fighter. That's who I fought this year. So that was my first and um yeah he was uh pretty cocky, pretty like like. Standing over punk kiwi from out, the other side of the world, is come to get knocked out, journeyman, you know. But
2: yeah,
1: be yeah, I, exactly. I love you. I love you. Some knockouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll yeah, try to. <laughs> what,
0: what do you think? What do you think the biggest
1: lesson is that you've learned in boxing since uh, since starting? Ah uh, uh, man, like boxing, man, and like anyone who box is they they've got a different perspective on life. You, you know, it's um you know you know that like, like people like to say hard work an the, and the element of talent that goes in anyway. Like Roy Jones didn't work his ass off to have that kind of boy. he did but you know a lot of it was innate and um you know same with like some of the that I love to watch like James tony and stuff you know he started when he was what like twenty one been after two three years so like um so i gotta know you it's not all about hard work i think it's it's about recognizing what you're the same with tennis you know like like i sucked at it no matter how, how much i wanted it i wasn't getting um but you know i had, had a knack for boxing because it, like, as soon as like i think a big thing that i learned was it's um you got to find what you're naturally right on those you got to concentrate on your strengths you can't just try and imagine that like what you want to be it's not always going to work out right. hey, <laughs> you got to true. go with you got to go with what works man and then- yeah. <laughs> Definitely.
0: So yeah. what's what, what's what's a day in the life of training with Isaac? Like how, how is it? <laughs> Let us know. I want to hear I want to hear your version of it because I've heard a few versions so far. Let's hear how he <laughs> you in the gym.
1: <laughs> but like, man, uh man, I had you know, I'm still I've, like just come into like a new, new kind of job, only business, right. but you know, I move around a lot because I take on different different roles being part of the family and stuff. I had to work my ass off on friday and i just worked but my brain just blew out and i didn't have long and we just have we need on fridays is usually like a bit of more of a chill day because we do it on thursday a bit of a chill one a bit more skills on a friday and then like a real hard one saturday but now like that day it was just just like he almost looks at you thinks like he can smell some weakness and he's like he's dead right now and you're like oh man and then like I was just on the back couldn't my brain it was more my brain than my body even like i just couldn't push and then he was just, he was fuming man it was like you can't have one off that day, man it was sniff that we have you for it. sending me texts afterwards like you hurt me without shit you were today is like oh, <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh man that's awesome i was like i didn't like, but that'll teach you, man. Like, you gotta be on your toes. You gotta be ready to, to give it all. Like, he wants to put you in. Um... Cause, like, so much of it is mental. Like, even your fitness, like, is like, can you push? Yeah. Can you push when the time gets tough? Then you know we, we call that you're tough and you're hard because you've been training that way. And so he, you know, but you know, he doesn't. It's not like just crazy fitness you know like it's um mm. we do heaps of skill stuff i think that's why we've come out of the pandemic all during he doesn't, doesn't leave any stone unturned man like and like he thinks he thinks that he's going to put you through He does, he's not just like rocking up there and it's like up with it on the spot he's he's thinking about your training who you're fighting he's called people he's always, always thinking about what how you've been training what you need um you need that kind of level it's you, you can be a talented coach but if you don't if you're not investing the time the gym on your fighters they're not going to go anywhere and he's definitely still down here man he he's he's actually devoted his life to as us yeah, so, so cheese, every,
0: every, every action that he has is calculated, right? So, like, he's got pretty much a calculated plan for each and every one of you. And um, yeah,
1: that's yeah, he doesn't like you to know what his calculations He does, he's um, yeah, you know, he's he comes across as like this quite fresh, like <laughs> tattoos all over himself, yeah. like husky as voice. Like, yeah. people just think that he, he's some sort of dude who just got out. Prison and got into boxing because that, but he's um, he's on a whole nother level to people usually. And when it comes to um, thing and planning and looking ahead, I mean, that guy's always thinking about it. he's he's on boxeric so much that his boxer he has to use my wreck and stuff because he's constantly yeah. looking <laughs> for <laughs> my
0: boxeric. Is my boxeric? They stopped letting me follow people because I was following over 300 prospects. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're like, you can only follow 10.
1: I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, I didn't even know that there were rows like that on Box Rick. Yeah, they, they changed they the rows
0: for my now, but I've been doing this for so long. I follow so many of you up and comers, man, from yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My Box tells me every <laughs> time somebody cedric i know you were gonna ask a question before we cut you off hey, go ahead um,
2: um i forget what it was now just uh about uh, um <clears throat> training in general what's the most amount of rounds that you fought as a pro so far
1: i've done only 10 rounds so far um I've, and about 14 uh, once yeah
2: 14 interesting interesting Sorry. Nah, you just said 14 rounds? Team. Oh, just yeah, 10. Nah, just 10. Team. Just 10. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How, how, like, I always. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, How did you feel like. Uh, how was that training camp different training for, like, 10 rounds as opposed to, like, four and six? You know, when you're working your way up, especially when you're coming from the amateurs, as, as when you're doing two and three, as you said, you just have to prepare for two rounds. You just got to win two out of the three rounds as an amateur. Yeah as opposed to six out of the ten you know as, as a yeah. pro how was that how was how how did you make that change in training like what did you make are you did you get like did you just run longer miles or obviously more sparring how was that
1: yeah i just felt <laughs> what out of man I just, <laughs> yeah, like,
2: yeah 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 basically,
1: basically and a lot of these kind of, what happened what did you do and it's like man there's no secret formula it's just getting in the gym and but <laughs>
0: Yeah, work, yeah,
1: that's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Get in the
0: gym, and
1: like, your ass get back out there. But I, to, to be fair, like I did start to think, man, like, because my first times in the year just to get to that ten and zero record, so I could start fighting for real titles and the bombs, and like it didn't even matter if I had to fight them ten rounds or not, and I didn't have to be fit. But 10 rounder was for an Oriental title against a guy who. Fought for the world title twice, and my first real, real fight. And um, you know, I had to get that was man just again, right? Yeah, yeah. Going against going to nutritionist. That was like one of the like um, monitoring what I'm eating and seeing how much like the, the eating, how it makes you, even just how it makes changes your mood and how it affects your sleep and regulates all your stuff and. And just giving me the energy to like get get through the ten, 10 rounds. Like, I don't know how that if I would have gone, but and that was just one little thing of like meeting a nutritionist, you know, if, you know, every other week. So it's, um, yeah, just all that
2: well, that's um, obvious
1: to, to me now. And it should be yeah. obvious to anyone listening to this. Is like, you got at that point, like, I had only been a pro like a year. And uh, you know, I had taken it for two years after the Commonwealth game. So, um, yeah, that, that was just a... Nice, nice, nice. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nutrition's all about it, man. A lot of people don't understand how much nutrition helps with your stamina and, and your muscle strength and everything. It's, it's such a key cool part. It's such
1: a key cool yeah. part, you know? yeah.
0: It's being able to afford the nutritionist as well, right? Or knowing yeah. somebody that's a but you know, you're, you're lucky. You're lucky that you get
2: to
1: experience having a nutritionist.
2: Are you? Yeah, um, but I mean,
1: like those things outside the that, that were like that put me to the next level. And I think for anyone that maybe is thinking, how do they not doing that? Like regulating your sleep, regulating what you're eating, regulating all. that. You can't just think. about about boxing, when you're in the gym, that's what how you do. you're not going to go very far. Like, <laughs> right? Go ahead,
2: Tender. I was just saying, as a heavyweight, um, you don't necessarily have a have a weight limit, supposed but you still have to be, obviously have to watch what you're eating to make sure you're still your body's still good to have that yeah. stamina to the rest of time rounds, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like I was still fighting cruiserweight, okay. so I was, oh, uh, yes, yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So those, those, you know that was the big thing of like counter to the weight well, while like, like maintaining my energy and you know i thought it was going to be you know i gotta eat less intake thing but when i got there she was like you're not you're way not eating enough and i'm like how is it six kgs over my weight and, and it was just like what well, you're eating how you're eating and then my whole my weight lighter and i felt way more energetic so it's just such a huge thing
0: What's uh? What's what's the uh, say? Where do you see yourself in say the next year to two?
1: Um, man, like, you know, like, you know, even inside the ring, is stand in front of your opponent. You gotta be willing to fight, and um, you don't back off because you're gonna get trained, and you are backing off. if you stand in front of them and you you impose your will. And I think that's kind of with fighting. Like Isaac, always he wants us to fight, and and, um, I want to fight. Career that spans like ten years, and like I've only fought like every now and then to like take that one step forward. Like I want to be a world champion the next year too. That's my goal. You know, that's that's what it's all about. That's why we still do this. Uh, Yeah, you know. the pandemic's been crap, but like, like we were saying before, everyone likes to use the pandemic as an excuse. Right. And now that everyone knows all the events of every little thing that happens around the world, they can come up with it. But it's um, you know, it's, a, it's We don't we don't want excuses. I don't want to use the pandemic. I just want to fight and uh, right. be it So you're current. You're currently
0: the what? The WBO International Cruiser, the Oriental Cruiser. And the new zealand uh cruiser correct
1: i think they stripped me of oriental cruiser and i don't think i'm well jerome took that one <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah now jerome's got some sort of ibf cruiser what he just sort of yeah. slipped right, right in and for it and uh so i feel a bit there too actually if i'm mean- going <laughs> He's now like a higher rated cruiser than me for like one fight. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, I am an international cruiser. I know I'm the current international yeah. cruiser. Yeah. That's great, man. Oh. Um, Cedric,
0: well, uh, we're gonna get out of here soon. You wanna ask any more questions?
1: Um,
2: no, nah, any any uh, same questions I usually ask all of our guests. Any any training plans um planning on coming to Canada? anytime? Okay, i uh, ready. Anytime soon for any of your training cams. If you are, you're more than welcome. I got my gym here. You can't you, usually I do the interviews where you can see the gym in the back, but it's every gym full of people. No, nah, right I've now. seen
1: it. Yeah. Seen okay. It. okay oh, cool, thank cool. You so, anyway, you, know, you got to get up to see um, some <laughs> arrogance. So. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Get that one back.
0: back. Yes, yes, I guess. <laughs>
1: definitely. Definitely. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm going to ask another question. I always ask yeah. everybody this. Do you want to be loved? Or do you want to be feared
1: in the ring? Um, hmm. I, I, you know, I want to be yeah in the crowd. Like that's what it's all about, right? Right. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, David. We're not going to keep you too much longer, man. I know it's early in the morning, and you probably got running or something to do. Uh, <laughs> thank you for taking up the time to come and join us today, man. It's been a pleasure. Nah, thank you. We'll definitely be watching you in the future. Um, I'll, I'll have you back anytime. Uh, you know, we'll keep in touch. We're you know we're, we're yeah. fans for life now. So, um, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to be watching you uh, progress, and, and definitely we think that. Uh, we're going to see, you know, a world championship belt on you very soon, man, because uh, yeah, so I'm, sure, sure. I'm let you down. Let you down <laughs> don't, don't worry, you won't. You won't. You won't let us down, man.
1: The great white hype light, remember? Yeah, that's, well, I yeah, think that's, I'm that's, adopting that, man. I, I, I like okay. that. I like it. Okay. That. okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, talking Fight fans, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Knuckle Up with myself and cedric ben and our special guest david the great white hype light <laughs> you know what it is man we'll see you tomorrow same time same channel female friday we're going to be talking to mia and aaron walsh we got them both here tomorrow to join us for the continuation of peach box team week you know what it is man it's your man mike door we'll see you tomorrow Buckle up. <laughs>